Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Today's episode of Hard Factor is brought to you by Tommy John. Hey guys, it's the beginning of a new year, and I'm going to tell you about a resolution you can make today that you can accomplish in a matter of minutes and enjoy all year. Go online to TommyJohn.com and choose to make 2019 your most comfortable year yet. Listen, Tommy John sent me two pairs of briefs and a t-shirt, and that was a smart move on Tommy John's part because I just bought seven extra pairs of boxer briefs from these fucking guys today. Without a doubt, Tommy John underwear is the greatest pair of underwear I have ever owned. Tommy John underwear is like how ultra-thin condoms wish they felt. The fly on these things is unreal. The quick-draw fly, let me tell you, it's a goddamn joy to pee on these things. Not to mention, it's literally impossible to get a wedgie in a pair of Tommy Johns. You cannot fucking do it. I want to be buried in my Tommy John underwear. That is a must now. And I've said it out loud, so it's verbally binding. It has to happen. I was leaning towards cremation until I got my cock and balls in a pair of Tommy John briefs, and now cremation's out. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash hard right now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash hard for 20% off only at TommyJohn.com. TommyJohn.com. What it is. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah. Nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead. Tell me something right now. Yeah. I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. I'm always you. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Tuesday, January 8th. And at the time of this recording, Clemson is kicking the shit out of Alabama. In the national title game. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So congrats to Dave Portnoy. Nice win. Uh, won a lot of money. All right. Top stories of the day. Wes is going to do one about a long overdue pardon that has been granted. Yeah. Seems like a no brainer to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat's going to take one about an Idaho teacher who has been forgiven for hating puppies. No, it's not true. Not in my world. <laughs> Maybe by the state. Yeah. Only by the courts. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Elon's world, the exploding spaceship edition. And then Mark will take us through a lightning round of other headlines. Take it away, Wes. All right. Centoya Brown, a woman who has been serving a life sentence for the killing of a man who hired her as a prostitute when she was 16, will be granted clemency in August of this year and will be under 10 years parole supervision as granted by Tennessee governor, Bill Haslam. Um, as the 2004 case goes, Centoya, who was the underage sex slave of a pimp named Cutthroat, Uh-oh. yeah, shot the John, coincidentally named Johnny Allen, an Army veteran, who uh, brought the then 16-year-old back to his house for some $150 sex. Seems like a fair price. Oh. She's what a, what a terrible prostitute. Like, prostitution is the oldest profession. Have some fucking respect for the game. You're going to kill someone? Well, the, the thing is, though— Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on. You're mad at her? Yeah, I'm mad at her. She she killed the guy that's paying for sex. She was 16, and she was being forced True. to fuck, fuck the guy but, by a dude named Cutthroat. Well, 
Cutthroat's to blame here. You, well, no, yeah, his, he was born cutthroat. If you were born cutthroat, you only got two choices of jobs. One of them is pimp. Look, his name, there's only, his given there's name only, was not cutthroat. Yeah, he, there's he only one innocent per- person here, and he's the army vet that got shot in the head. He probably thought she was 17-ish. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Legal in some states. Um so um I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so while Johnny was sleeping uh, peacefully, um Centoya shot him in the head. Uh stole some guns, money and took off with his F150. So I can hear all the rednecks now. Oh god, not the guns and the F150. Yeah. Uh might be a little upset. So um she was tried and convicted as an adult and the prosecution claimed the killing was not in self-defense but a simple case of greed and robbery. Um, though Centoya claims the robbery was out of fear to not return to Cutthroat empty-handed, which was probably something that really chapped Cutthroat's ass. Not something you do. Yeah. No, he, that's the first thing he teaches you. Yeah. Don't come back empty-handed. <laughs> Cutthroat yeah, right. has he, one rule. Yeah, he cuts your throat if you come home empty-handed. That's, <laughs> well, that's we don't why know he has that. his name. It could be a coincidence. Mm. Um, so this, this case gained national attention. The documentary was made about it, as the poor girl was clearly the victim of underage sex trafficking. And back in 2017, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West came forward to, again, voice their opinions on the case, uh, which, which threw the case into, into the media spotlight sure, again. Sure, because, you know, that's their job. Yeah, I mean, they got some clout. Why not? Um, since the killing, Tennessee has changed their laws and how they view sex slaves. Basically, in today's court, she would have been seen as a victim and not a criminal. Um, in the original court transcript, Centoya was described as a teen prostitute when, in fact, she was just a poor child being forced to be yeah. raped over and over she again was by disgusting men. She's a classic sex slave, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's not good. So um, since she was in, has been incarcerated, she's worked hard to turn her life around. Um, she's gotten her associate's degree. She was mentoring um, troubled youth in prison. She's going to set up a, a, a nonprofit to um, help, you know, other at risk youth um, in Tennessee. Um, and uh, so she's now 30 and and sounds like she might might actually do some good when she's released from uh, from prison. Do we know? I, I doubt that. Do we know? I don't think she'll do cut? much good. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. That's a shitty. That's a shitty take. I, I just don't. I have, a, I have a hunch she's going to be getting in trouble with the law again. Um, You're nothing yeah. if not a realist, Mark. Yeah, I, I, I'm not buying the whole story, to be honest with you. I think that she was more of a prostitute than a sex slave, but it, it's okay. Hmm. She's getting you think out. 16, she, was, she knew what she was doing. She's Potentially. Obviously, I'm not naive. There's a lot of sex slavery going on, and it's not good. And also, they should probably go after Cutthroat in this story, but I'm not buying that she's going to be a fucking uh, model citizen. Maybe. Maybe we should move on. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if we're going to do comments for this. It's basically uh, she shouldn't be released versus she should be released. Um, oh, those are, that's what the comments is. Yeah, well, I mean, much. I wonder like if she got jail at, like a good like a, at the right time for her situation, right? Like she obviously has had some time to think about uh, everything that's happened since she's been in jail. Yeah, for a while. I mean, you guys can remember when you were sixteen, the choices you made. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, I, I'm still pulling tricks and shooting people in the head when I was sixteen. <laughs> Saying you might <laughs> not everything was in your control, I oh, guess. Okay, um, everyone's at fault in this story. Okay, uh, agreed. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Anyway, okay, <laughs> guys. So uh, here's a fun one for you. Uh, a grueling two-day uh, trial in Franklin County, Idaho, ended yesterday with a verdict of not guilty. The accused, a middle school teacher named Robert Crossland, the crime: feeding a puppy to a snapping turtle after school in front of a group of children. Not guilty, huh? Not guilty, yeah. This all happened back in March when uh, the science teacher from Preston High School did what he was trained to do, teach kids about the circle of life by murdering man's best friend. 
Yeah, the disturbing feeding took place after school hours, which is even creepier if you ask me because it was like an extra credit assignment. It wasn't long before word got around town uh, and to a local rights anim- animal rights activist and busybody, Jill Parrish, who filed a an animal cruelty lawsuit against the teacher. Wait, was, she, was he a high school teacher or a middle school Middle teacher? school, junior oh, okay. high, maybe. Okay, gotcha. oh. Yeah, Crossland's, Crossland's defense attorney did not dispute the accuracy of the story whatsoever but did add that the puppy was sick and likely to die soon that that puppy was annoying yeah the pup the puppy had it coming so this all started when crossland's son mario had been given the puppy by a farmer who informed him that it was sick and dying and i was like wait what what the fuck like does this kid live in aesop fables did did this happen when he made a wrong turn on a country road like hey kid you want this sick puppy anyway it is weird the farmer would only give him a dying runt yeah. Well, also, who the fuck did you ever get a puppy from when you were like a teenager? And I was well, like, hey, like, this puppy's well, like, sick. Out in the country, they just give puppies yeah. away, like on the side of the road. Yeah. I'm curious about the farmer farmer Mario relationship, if you ask me. Yeah. The farmer <laughs> farmer went by a nickname of Cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mario and his sister they they got the sick puppy. And they tried to nurse it back to health, but look, after a day, it was clear that this puppy was going to die. So they did the natural thing and gave it to their dad to feed it to his snake. They gave the puppy a fucking day. And then they gave it to their creepy dad. Like, if it was that sick, they probably shouldn't have accepted. Hey, uh, hey, hey! You, you guys going to use that sick puppy? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, it's that's been a day this, already. That's what makes this really weird. Like, uh, you can tell pretty quickly uh, when puppies are young runts that probably aren't going to make it. So it's so weird that the farmer would give this kid a runt that wasn't right. going to die. Yeah. So in the morning on the day of the feeding, Crossland uh, had brought the puppy to work. And uh, he tried to feed it to a snake in the classroom before the students got there. And the snake looked up at Crossland, offended at his blatant stereotyping, and said, come on, bro. Really? So Crossland took the puppy back to his vehicle, which happens to be a van. And he left it there for the rest of the day. So he's got a snake in the classroom? Oh, yeah. He's got multiple reptiles in the classroom. <laughs> they're, they're like, that would have been pretty obvious. You walk into class, and the snake's just got a puppy inside its belly. <laughs> <laughs> a puppy, right. You, think, you yeah. think when Crossland was in the court, he like got, took the stand and was like, well, my pappy used to make me watch critters kill puppies all the time, and I there turned was out quite, right. <laughs> There was quite a bit of that in Idaho. So Crossland stayed after school that day to help some students with a project when he remembered, oh, yeah, I left a sick puppy in my van all day, and he got an idea. Uh, he said something to the, to the effect of, hey, you guys want to help me feed my snake with a puppy from my van? Hey, does anyone that mind? That a kid and, gave me? Yeah, exactly. And the members of his after-school psycho club said, no, teach, we don't mind things like that. That's why we joined this club. Yeah, to, to make the puppy's impending death more satisfying to the group of developing serial killers, Crossland let the group handle the puppy. And then he was like, oh, hey, no. does anyone want to take this puppy home? But that was a question he already, he already knew the answer to, again, because it's a psychopath club. Uh, and then it was feeding time. So he thought, let's give the snake another stab. But the snake was like, bro, is this a trick? I'm still not eating this fucking puppy. But someone had to eat the puppy. So he put it in a 350-gallon tank that belonged to the class snapping turtle, Monty who dragged the live puppy underwater, drowning it, and then eating it, which is just like another day in science class. <laughs> Jesus Shane, Shane Reichert, the teacher's defense attorney, said, quote, Mr. Crossland has several reptiles that need to feed regularly on live animals, like his snake. And people think he somehow created some suffering for this animal, but if he failed to feed, feed his turtle, that would have been suffering. Uh, uh, how yeah. many dangerous uh, reptiles does this guy have in the classroom? At least two. Yeah. And this is a divided issue in Preston, Idaho, because one parent said, quote, if you're not fine with it, you leave the room. And then he took a long pull of his cores, yellow belly and spit a dip on the floor. <laughs> yeah, this, the snapping turtle, by the way, was illegal and they put it down. That was actually the only charge he got 
Yeah, he got, he got hung up. He's got illegal <laughs> reptiles. They had to kill the snapping turtle too. So that was a great move, guy. Yeah, so that's a fun one out of Idaho. There's definitely going to be a Netflix special about a group of uh, serial killers twenty years yeah. from now. No, in no, Idaho. I I think that I've cracked the case actually while we've been talking. I'm pretty sure that this was all Mario. Mario orchestrated this whole thing. He and I'll be real honest, yeah. He wasn't he d- given a runt puppy. He was given a healthy puppy that yeah. he turned mm. into a runt to yeah. have killed by his teacher. Yeah, if you live near um, this guy's son, Mario, you're going to get killed soon. Yeah. <laughs> Mario did take the stand crying, saying he thought he was doing the right thing, giving the sick puppy to his dad, who he knew had a snake. But that's another issue. Take it to the Internet. Brianna Welty or Brianna Welty says, wow, so one cannot feed a dead puppy to a turtle without it being the end of the world. But a woman can murder their babies in the womb every day. What a crazy world this is. Oh, God. Yeah, well, kids don't have to watch that shit every day. You fucking psycho. That is a hot. <laughs> Anti-abortion take. That's an awesome anti-abortion take. <laughs> Middle school kids. All right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All right. Let's take it over to Elon's world, the exploding spaceship edition. So yes. NASA and SpaceX are scheduled to launch their first test flight of the Falcon 9 rocket and the Dragon spacecraft together on January 17th. Those uh, are some cool, cool fucking names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really cool names. Uh, this is the first time that this equipment, the Falcon 9 and the Dragon, has been used in combination. And it's a test flight uh, for the first commercially crewed mission that should take place about a month after the test. And so can we get uh, we need to get invited to like a nerdy like viewing party of this of this launch. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, an Oscars we should, party. We should definitely uh, try to attend one if they have those. I'm sure they do. Uh, but yeah, we spent yeah. our whole lives trying to not associate with nerds. So we don't know any. Yeah, well. We got to change that. Uh, So uh, the test may be delayed uh, because 90 percent of NASA is furloughed. So the government shutdowns affecting whether they can have it. But that's not really the story today. What we're talking about now is how Elon Musk has finally agreed with Hard Factor that the odds are very high that this puppy explodes on its inaugural launch. Um, While the test flight is not manned, this first one isn't manned. The next one will be. Elon had this to say regarding the risk, quote, will be extremely intense. Early flights are especially dangerous, and there's a lot of new hardware, unquote. Hmm. So basically, like, don't be surprised if this thing just fucking explodes. Um, when we try so, to, it's going to explode. Yeah. So one test flight where it might explode, and then they go right into human testing. Right. Correct. Just the one. Just the just one. The one <laughs> gar- just the one guaranteed failure. Wow. Then we'll, and then we'll go to Who's next test. up? Wow. You know that you're pissed if you're next up. Yeah. Uh, some people thought that NASA might be upset by Musk's warnings about a possible test failure because uh, they, they paid for, you know, low, low likelihood of failure. Uh, but apparently uh, they probably agree with him. NASA consultant Wayne Hale said, I think it's impossible to fly a new space vehicle without learning something significant that you did not expect. Second flights are only slightly less risky. Mr. Musk is definitely well advised to lower expectations. Yeah. So a.k.a. second flight definite deaths third flight <laughs> maybe deaths yeah. yeah like 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 whose wife's gonna be a widow at the end of the second flight things like that's so what you learned right yes yeah, so it's just elon musk and this nasa guy just two mega nerds telling you that like oh we'll definitely kill you without thinking twice about it in the name of space pro- progress so it might never be might, might never be safe but we're gonna get some of you up there eventually <laughs> yeah eventually it's good we'll have to kill about 50 of you maybe maybe 100 who knows um, I'd be lying, though, if I said that the pictures of the spaceship on the launch pad aren't really awesome. So you should check Dude, it out. Dude, Dragon and Falcon? How could it not look fucking yeah, badass? Looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. But taking it to the Internet, 
Tina Wright is not happy. She says, go home. We need a wall. And uh, that was. Oh, yeah. That's basically that. I tried to look at comments for this one. It's like a bunch of people who are like scientists who are like actually discussing like what the hull of the space spacecraft is made out of. Um, And then there's like random people who just pop in saying like, you need more liberals to shoot up to Mars. We need a wall. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think they're taking it all wrong here. I think that they're too focused on the wall between U.S. and Mexico. It's already it's already too late. Too many Mexicans have gotten in. Let's get up to Mars (laughs) early and build the wall before we colonize Mars. Yeah, it's a fresh start. There you go. It's like, hey, hey, is it time to go to Mars yet? Well, was the wall built? You just build a wall of the shape Mm. of America on Mars. Yeah, I think think we'll wait till the wall's done. Yeah, I'm not going up till that wall's done. So let's get to some things we didn't, uh, some stories we didn't get to. Good news for snowbirds looking for cheap vacations. Seven men have been killed in a shooting attack at a bar in Mexico's Caribbean coastal city of Playa del Carmen. uh, Authorities said Monday. So tickets to Playa del Carmen are going to plunge. That's why you don't leave the resort. No, you do not Mm. leave the resort. Uh, In other news related to Mexico. President Donald J. Trump tweeted, I am pleased to inform you that I will address the nation on the humanitarian and national security crisis on our southern border. Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So tune into that tonight. There won't be any football, but there's probably going to be a live wall building. Uh, Over under whether he declares a national emergency. I say absolutely. So that's like a yes or no. Yeah, it's a yes or no. But there's no football tomorrow, so I'm trying to make it a little football. I think he's going to shoot on over to the border and have someone like working on the wall. Over under 1.5 national emergencies declared. Yeah, what's the spread on that? <laughs> we'll see some. We'll see some glorious plans. I think. Yeah, I just got it at gambling. You know, I'm not a sports guy, but I got it gambling this week, so I'm I'm, I'm having a great time. All nice. right. Like a month after Pete Davidson had a meltdown and told the world he was going to kill himself, he got to go home with Kate Beckinsale after the Golden Globes and allegedly dipped it in her. Mm. So the moral here is whine and cry like a little bitch, and then you get to fuck another ten. <laughs> You know, Mark, I've been I've been trying that my whole life. It doesn't work. Yeah, well, it's not, working for him. Nothing will make you get over some heartbreak. Uh, Seems Kate to be working Beckinsale. for Pete. Oh, I'm so suicidal. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to sleep alone tonight. <laughs> and, and it doesn't. I mean, I I I knew a dude in college that slayed with the depressed act. Like, <laughs> I mean, just murdered, just cleaned up like any bar. Like, you, you know, he was like, cool if I don't wear a condom. I mean, what's the point anyway? <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm too depressed to put rubber yeah, on my. I'm skin. too impressed. Oh, I'm too impressed. It would just hurt too much. Kevin Spacey was in court on Monday where he pled not guilty to groping an 18-year-old busboy back in 2016. Should have tipped better. Yeah, he won't be back in court again until March 4th, and if I were a 15- to 19-year-old boy, I would probably steer well clear of Spacey's house the next few months because everyone knows the few months before you get locked up, you go jittery and you go ham, you know? (laughs) It's very true. You got to get it in. Might not have it for a while. Exactly. In a story that Florida tips can, in a story that Florida can only tip their cap to, a man in Memphis, Tennessee, was arrested for allegedly yelling racial slurs at a group of thirteen-year-old kids, and then chasing them down in his car while brandish, brandishing a gun after both of the groups left the Family Dollar store uh, mad at each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Family Dollar classic Family yep. Dollar parking lot scenario. Mm-hmm. And WikiLeaks on Sunday advised journalists not to report 140 different false and defamatory statements about its founder, Julian Assange. So clearly Assange or one of his buddies at WikiLeaks got drunk and angry about some article someone wrote about Assange and went way overboard here. But hey, in the spirit of not liking to be told what to do by nerds, I'm going to go ahead and spread three false statements about Julian Assange right now. 
Julian Assange is normal looking. Julian Assange is great at keeping secrets. Really? And Julian Assange never sexually assaults women. <laughs> All falsehoods. I get it. And that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Now that the holidays are over, we are back on the grind. We had the number one episode in our category for yesterday's show, so thanks so much to all the listeners. We really need your support to keep this thing growing, so spread the word. Subscribe to Hard Factor on every platform under the sun and leave us flattering reviews if you haven't already. And make sure to do the same on your friends, family, and enemies' phones. Hell, if you live near a Verizon store, pop on in that motherfucker and subscribe to Hard Factor (laughs) on all those sample phones, too. Big things coming in 2019. Please remember to have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you later!